0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the shank of the day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Boso, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets. 13 First Alert Weather will look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
1: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And some of that good information will be our weather forecast, our 13 First Alert Weather And again, Bob and Jill uh, with you this morning on a Thursday morning already, a busy day yesterday. You drove all the way to Auburndale to talk to Mark Knoyer and his students at Auburndale for the FFA. When is that? Next week? Week after? When is that?
2: This Saturday.
0: This Saturday? This Saturday. Oh, good. All right. Uh, I know Jill is so efficient. She gets these things done uh, (laughs) ahead of time, so I wasn't sure how far in advance you were working, so... Auburnale FFA on the air this Saturday morning. Yesterday, we were over in the same area. We had the uh, Diocese of La Crosse Rural Life Day. Between four and 500 people showed up at Hyman's Holsteins, uh, the Bishop of the Diocese of Eau Claire. Bishop Callahan was there to say the Mass and uh, present awards to uh, to many, many people. I want to congratulate the Bells for receiving the, uh, well, the... Pfft, Strangers and Guests Award. Remember the biblical saying, you know, we are only strangers and guests on this land, so you take care of it. And the Bells were recognized for the way they have taken care of their farm for so, so many years. Dairy farmers originally, now just uh, into the, not just, but now into crop farming. So congratulations to uh, those folks as well. And lots of fun, lots of good food. Thanks to Ken and Joel and Hyman for uh, hosting. The day over there at Hyman's Holsteins, it was a beautiful day and a lot of a lot of goodwill over there. So again, uh, thanks to everybody involved in that. It was a, a lot of fun. We'll take a look at Wisconsin crops. We'll talk about farm safety, something uh, we really talk about more—not enough—but we talk about it in spring planting and fall harvest, and also uh, Senator Baldwin again. Folks are frustrated with the labeling on products that call themselves dairy products but are in no way dairy products. It's like uh, having a bag of beans and calling it steak. You know, it's one of those sorts of things that mislabeling. We'll look at our weather forecast. And in case you're wondering, the Brewers lost yesterday, but so did the Cubs. So, again, that's good. Didn't lose any ground. We're going to talk the calendar, things going on. Horse pulling Menominee. Horse and pony pulling Menominee starts when?
2: It starts on Friday night at 5 o'clock, I believe. All right. That's over. Excuse me, 6 o'clock with ponies. Then it goes to lightweights. And then Saturday, there's all kinds of classes all throughout the day. All right. And Sunday. And
0: Sunday as well. So that's at the Dunn County Fairgrounds in Menominee. A lot of weekend things. There are other things going on this weekend we'll look at as well. We're going to delve into some sheep topics here the next, well, the next three days professional shearer this morning tomorrow what's going on with the uw sheep research station and on monday we're going to talk to an irish shepherd James E. mccloy who's a shepherd in uh, northern ireland we visited his farming operation watched him uh, work his dogs have you ever seen a, a really good shepherd with really good dogs
2: I've seen, not with sheep, but I've seen it with cattle. Yeah, they're
0: unbelievable.
2: They just, it's amazing to see the connection that yeah. the handler has between that dog.
0: And these, you know, the, you know, a lot of those uh, herding dogs for cattle be like uh, healers. These are, uh, these are not, these are, are sheep dogs and they're, they're really good. And the language they use and the... The whistle that they use, and we'll talk about how you get, how you learn how to blow into that whistle, because it's just a flat, little flat piece of metal, and uh, he can blow, I don't know how many notes out of that thing, and he said, it took me a while, Bob, to get it all figured out, but uh, he does it well now. (laughs) So again, we'll delve into sheep the next few days as well. Of course, we'll have the markets, and a busy time here as we get into the uh, fall harvest. So lots to talk about this morning, including a weather forecast that's pretty nice. Today, it was not sunny over in Marshfield. I know it was sunnier in the western part of the state, central Wisconsin. It uh, didn't get sunny. I left over there after 1 o'clock, and it was still pretty cloudy over there. But then the further west I got, the more the sun came out. It was good to see the sun, but it's going to be cloudy. Let's get some rain. I'm not sure if we've got a whole lot in this forecast or not, but we'll take a look at it. Right here on Wax. And it's cool out there. Some places, uh, well, they're more than cool. They're cold. But again, farm safety is something we're going to talk about. Coming back yesterday, and I don't know if you saw this on Highway 10, that's the route you took, come back through.
2: It is the route, the route I took.
0: And I got there, and there were guys out chopping, and they had chopper boxes and wagons on Highway 10. Yeah. And uh, they had to, They have to use Highway 10. It's so the only way they can get from the fields to the farm. And there were just a couple of folks that had to dive in and out. They got over the double yellow line a couple of times. And I just sat there, and most of us just sat there, took our time, let the boxes and everything get off the road. And there was no problem. Maybe I got to a clerk 10 minutes later than I would have if I wouldn't have had the boxes. But obviously it was not a problem. One of those characters, I'll call him, driving, was on a was on a motorcycle, so again, motorcyclists, be careful out there. You always see bumper stickers, watch out for cycles, and, you know, see motorcycles, but again, farm safety is not just for farmers, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: Right, and it is illegal to pass farm equipment on the double yellow line. Well, it's
0: illegal to pass anybody on a double yellow right. line, but I mean, it's, uh, they've got their flashers on, just let them get off the road, they're, they're going to get off as soon as they can, so again... Farm safety is for everybody,
1: not just for farmers. Keep it at rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 First
0: Alert Weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. RV service appointments now available at ChilsonRV.com. And still a lot of good camping weather left. This weekend won't be too bad. As long as you got a good roof on it for Friday night, maybe because we do have rain on Friday. But otherwise, today, mostly sunny and 79 if you're going to head out camping today. Good day for that. Down to 43 tonight. Tomorrow on Friday, there is a chance of rain. High about 72. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, partly sunny. 70 Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, back up to 83. And uh, maybe when we get to Wednesday or Thursday next week, another chance of rain in the forecast. And it's... little foggy in some places this morning, so do be careful of that. And there's some places that are cold now and going to get colder. Tomahawk down at Camp Douglas, Sparta, they're all at 32 degrees right now. So, you know, we usually drop a degree or two before we uh, turn it around with the light and the sunshine of the day. So it's cool in some spots. 39 at Rice Lake, 34 at uh, Medford this morning. It's 40 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area as we take a look at uh, what's going on as far as our weather. And again, 13 First Alert Weather, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Mostly sunny, 79 today. It's 40 right now in Eau Claire. A lot of folks in the 30s this morning. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX
3: Eau Claire. What's going on? NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Hurricane Lee is prompting hurricane and tropical storm watches on parts of the east coast. The National Hurricane Center says hurricane conditions, heavy rainfall, and coastal flooding are possible in Maine this weekend. There's also potential for life-threatening storm surge flooding in Massachusetts. Lee remained a Category 2 storm as of late Wednesday night, packing maximum sustained winds of roughly 105 miles per hour. The White House is calling the impeachment inquiry into President Biden baseless.
4: It's a political stunt, uh, and it is going after the president politically, uh, not about the truth.
3: Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said the Republican-led investigations have turned up no evidence showing Biden was involved in his son's foreign business dealings while vice president. She said Republicans are only trying to damage the president politically. Speaker Kevin McCarthy said the investigation will give the House the power to determine whether there was any wrongdoing by the president. President Biden's son is suing a former Trump staff member over his allegedly hacked laptop. Brian Shook reports. In a federal court filing in Los Angeles, Hunter Biden claims that Garrick Ziegler illegally got into his laptop and stole information. That laptop became a focal point of Republican attacks on the Biden administration. Ziegler has not yet publicly commented on Wednesday's lawsuit. I'm Brian Shook. A federal judge has temporarily blocked an order recently issued by New Mexico's governor that suspends the right to carry guns in public. Last week, Democrat Michelle Luan Grisham signed an emergency order banning both concealed and open-carry firearms in and around Albuquerque. During a hearing Wednesday, a judge granted a temporary restraining order blocking enforcement of the ban until early October. And a police K nine named Yoda is being credited with capturing escaped killer Danilo Cavalcante. A two-week manhunt for the fugitive ended Wednesday morning when Cavalcante was spotted in a wooded area west of Philadelphia. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Once again, a little fog out there in some places this morning as we look at our 13 first alert weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. And don't forget, right now, they've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. Take a look. Sunny today, mostly sunny, 79. 43, the overnight low tonight, about what we had last night, although uh, maybe a little warmer than, than this last night coming into this morning. Chance of a little rain on Friday, high of 72. I'm not sure how widespread that is or how heavy it might be, but we'll check in with Mike later on. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, partly sunny. We'll be in the 70s until we get to Tuesday, and then it'll be in the lower 80s. There's some uh, fog around the area. As we said, there are some cool spots too, getting cold because uh, we're in the Tomahawk Camp Douglas. Sparta a little while ago or 32, and you know we always drop a few more before daybreak gets here. So some places it's uh, it's cool. Rice Lake 39, Medford's 34. In uh, Wausau, it's 42, Marshfield, 41, 47, down at La Crosse, Green Bay, 49, Madison, Sun Prairie at 44, Milwaukee at 54,
1: and it's uh, 40 degrees right now in the Eau Claire area. Agriculture, it's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once
0: again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets It's 7 minutes after 5 o'clock, and Jill, the Cash Livestock.
2: Choice fed beef steers are 178 to 189 with mixed at 140 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 126 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 170 with select and silage fed steers 89 to 159. Cows are 79 to 109 with the top of 136 with bulls at 106 to 135. Butcher hogs are 40 to 95. Sows are 27 to 34 with boars at 15 to 27 new crop market lambs are 165 to 207 feeder lambs are 30 to 210 Ewes are 45 to 130 small goats are 10 to 165 dollars medium goats are 20 to 270 dollars large goats are 50 to 450 dollars with nanny goats at 15 to 300 dollars
0: and taking a look at the livestock futures all lower yesterday October live cattle, 183.15 at the close. That's down a dollar. December cattle, 187.85 down 60. February, 192.37 down 25 cents. April, 196.15 down 45. Feeder cattle for September down a dollar 82 at the close, 253.50. October feeder cattle, 259.05 down 220. November, 261.57. Down a dollar thirty two. January down a dollar seventeen at two sixty-one twenty. And March down eighty cents at two sixty-two ninety-two. Lean hog carcass contracts. October at eighty-three ninety-seven, that's down a dollar thirty. December at seventy-six thirty-five, down fifty-five. February at $80.17. that's down seven. And April at eighty-five seventeen, that's down a nickel. Board of trade kind of quiet yesterday. Corn and beans were a little higher. After that USDA report, and still concerned about that Ukrainian situation, so not a lot of movement yesterday or overnight. Overnight, December corn down a penny at four eighty one. The oats up two at four ninety four. December wheat down four cents overnight, five ninety three. Beans down a penny at thirteen forty eight for November, and December meal up a dollar a ton at three hundred ninety five dollars and eighty cents. Dairy markets went up a little bit yesterday. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half to a dollar eighty-two. Block cheese up four to dollar ninety-one. Butter up a nickel at two seventy-seven and a quarter. Class three for September up six at eighteen thirty-five. October up seventeen at eighteen twenty-one. November up eleven at eighteen thirty-five. December class three up twelve at eighteen thirty-seven. And January down four at eighteen twenty-one. That's the way the markets look this morning. As uh, we take a look at that. Information, courtesy of the folks, at Rural Mutual Insurance. It's ten minutes after five as we take a look at some of the news in agriculture
1: coming up on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over thirty-five years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: I always wonder what they do with those vehicles that got hit by a tornado and all that hail, not just in Rice Lake and that was fair time remember the first night of the fair they had to stop judging for a while and all the cars and the dealerships got hit so hard and twenty thousand dollar discount they must have got hit real hard
2: they must have gotten hit hard
0: yeah so again i don't know that's uh unfortunate situation but uh, again mother nature is getting kind of nasty around the countryside that's for sure well we mentioned yesterday that uh, we were in marshfield for the uh, on the uh, hyman holstein farm at Kenny and the Josh and the gang were so uh, so accommodating to host that. And there are two awards that are given out every year. One is the Friend of Rural Life Award, that, uh, someone that works with the farming rural community. And uh, that was presented to uh, Tom Hoffman. Tom is an active member of St. Joseph's Parish, Parish Council. He's a good leader who leads by example Now how he works for Provision Partners Cooperative as a manager. He provides advice and great service to all the farmers locally and farther away as well with provision partners. And when you call him, he answers the phone. He doesn't get an answering machine with Tom, they say. When you call him, he answers the phone in a friendly voice. And he has a can do attitude, always willing to lend a hand of help in any way possible, whether it's uh, on the farm or in the church. So. Congratulations, a well-deserved award, friend of the Rural Life Award, to uh, Tom Hoffman over there in uh, central Wisconsin, working with provision partners, helping with farmers. And then the Strangers and Guests Award, and uh, in the Bible, as we said, you know, we are but uh, strangers and guests on the land. It's our responsibility to take care of the land for future generations, recognized for their part in doing that, the Ken and Janet Bell family, and uh, they go to... Church in Bakersville and Marshfield. And uh, the families, Ken and Janet, also Josh and Lacey are in the family, and also another son, Nick. And it's a three-generation family farm. They call it Runway Acres, 700 acres of sprawling rural marshland, far- Marshfield farmland where they raise corn and soybeans. They recently discontinued their dairy operations to devote their time to raising crops and doing custom combining. For area farmers, Ken and Janet manage the farmers. They raise their children, Josh and Nick, and after Josh married his wife, Lacey, and their children, Callie, Eddie, Alicia, Lydia, and Eloise, or Lois, I'm not sure how they pronounce that, have joined the family operation, and Ken and Janet are active members of their church and their community. So again, some uh, wonderful awards presented to some wonderful people. Also, there was a, a lady there that uh, was pointed out to me, and I recognized her, Florine Kurzweil. How old do you think? And she drove herself to the event. How old do you think Florine is?
2: Uh, well, with a name like Florine, I would guess probably mid-80s.
0: 102.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: And she drove herself, and I talked to her a little bit, and she got a great sense of humor. And uh, I said, you drove yourself? She said, yeah, I just got a new car. Oh, <laughs> I asked. I says, "Is it convertible?" <laughs> but uh, Florine Kurzwell was there, and uh, wow, what a what a lady! Florine, hundred and two years young. So again, it was it was a fun day yesterday, and uh, the oldest uh, farm that was there, one hundred and fifty four years in the same family. We had them over hundred and forty years. So again, a uh, great day over there celebrating rural life in Wisconsin, this way through the Diocese of Man- or diocese of La Crosse. Next year, the sprawling diocese, the day will be uh, in September again down in the Richland Center area, so it does move around. All right, that was yesterday. Let's go on to today. Sixteen minutes after 5 o'clock, how do things look crop-wise in Wisconsin, Jill?
2: Well, this week's USDA Crop Production and World Agriculture Supply and Demand Report showed very few surprises for corn and soybean production here in Wisconsin. The report forecasts our corn for grain harvest will be at 512 million bushels, down about 6% from last year, but about the number most experts expected because of our ongoing dry weather this summer. Average yields are forecast at 165 bushels an acre, down one from the August report, and down 15 bushels an acre from last year's crop, Corn was planted on 4 million acres across the state this spring, and about 3.1 million of those acres will be harvested for grain.
0: Again, a lot of them being harvested right now for corn silage.
2: Yep, and that's what I was going to interject right in there, but the soybean crop is expected to be down even more than corn, about 18% smaller crop than last fall. Yields are forecast at 95.1 million bushels, on yields of 46 bushels an acre. That's down 8 bushels from 2022. Harvested acres for beans this year will be down slightly from last year, just over 2 million acres.
0: And also going on, of course, those uh, federal milk marketing order hearings down in Carmel, Indiana. And uh, Jeff Lyon, general manager of Farm First Dairy Cooperative, testified earlier this week At that hearing, and he shed light on the critical issues concerning make allowances in the dairy industry with particular emphasis on the challenges faced by producers and processors alike. One of the central points in Lyon's testimony was the adverse impact of outdated make allowances on Farm First members. Current make allowances, Lyon said, have compressed margins at processing plants, which in turn have been passed on to producers in the form of lower milk prices or premiums so processing plants can manage their margins. Lines that make allowances need to be updated in the long-term interest of processor investment in their plants. Now testifying today will be Kim Hyman. Kim, of course, uh, one of the folks over at the Nasonville Dairy, uh, Kim and Ken and Kelvin and Kathy, they're all part of the uh, Hyman uh, operation over there with Nasonville Dairy. Kim uh, left early yesterday morning to drive to Indiana so he could testify today, and we're going to catch up with him hopefully uh, first part of next week and find out about his testimony and overall atmosphere at those hearings. We also hope to catch up with Jeff Lyon as well. So again, those hearings are continuing down in Carmel, Indiana, probably going to go through the end of October. Not official word on that, but that's kind of the observation a lot of people are getting. And, uh, you know, some of the questions or lack of questions leading some people to make some thoughts about whether or not they've got their mind made up that, yes, changes are coming. What they're going to be, that we don't know. So we'll keep an eye on those federal milk marketing order hearings. Coming up, the sheep industry. Not the biggest livestock industry in Wisconsin, but very important. We're going to hear from a professional shearer next as we uh, continue on right here on Wax. 40 degrees right now. We'll get a very nice 79 today.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report
5: part of taking care of sheep is making sure that you take care of the wool. Shearing sheep several times a year is an important part of ensuring that proper maintenance. Coming to you from the southern end of the world's longest barn, I'm Nate Zimdars and I am speaking with Joe Huber. He runs Huber Sheep Shearing and he has been shearing sheep for decades and he actually travels all across the state shearing sheep for farmers and I'm here speaking with him at the Sheep and Wool Festival about what exactly goes into shearing sheep. Joe, can you tell me how did you get your start shearing sheep?
4: So, my father did it dad's 82 now so dad did it since he was 15 his 4-h agent took him to shearing school and uh come home and he said he wasn't going to shear sheep and grandpa bought a clippers and dad started shearing and from there the neighbors found out and the word just traveled so you know huber sheep shearing has been around for what 67 years and we really don't advertise it's just word of mouth i had four brothers and uh, dad taught me and at one time, I always say I was good at it. In 88, I was national champion, and I was professional champion at uh, state level here quite a few times. I just enjoy doing it. We have families that we have sheared for for 45, 50 years plus between Dad and I. So I had four brothers. I have three sons. My three sons shear. My brothers have kind of given up. My youngest son is out in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and he actually shears full-time out there now
5: you're shearing mostly on the weekends correct and how busy do you keep on the weekends shearing sheep for folks so, I work
4: for Awesome Farms. Uh, before this, I worked for uh, Wagner Farms. So, I've been in the potato side of it. This is my 36th year of harvesting potatoes, and I always had great employees. Both Mr. Wagner and Larry Alsom work with my shearing. So, when potatoes have to be dug, I'm there to plant their potatoes and dig their potatoes. But otherwise, our busy time starts first of November, and Josh and I and Jeff and Jordan will come home. But most time I take off Fridays and share Fridays and Saturdays. and Sundays, I don't want to go out. That's the only time. I have a farm to home. We run a couple hundred acres and we have 80 head of ewes and 20 head of beef cows. So that's the time I get caught up to home. So usually it's Friday and Saturday most of the time. From November 1st through July but in the heart of the season I do take off work. There's times that I'll shear four to five days a week just to try to get done. We shear most of the sheep we shear, we shear before lambing.
5: And how big are the flocks that you're typically working with? Are we working with larger flocks? Are they smaller? Is it a blend?
4: So So the biggest flock we have in Wisconsin that the boys and I do is about 700 head. And usually if we go in to do that job, the three boys and I are together, which will take us a couple days. And everybody says, what's the smallest flock you stop for? I'll stop for one. I mean, it is, uh, you know, stop charge or set up charge, whatever you want to say. So it's anywhere from one to whatever. You know, and a lot of times in the summertime, uh, people have one or two and they're close to home that they will bring them to my place and I'll set up in the evenings. You know, it's either my time and gas or it's your time and gas. How do you want to look at it? I give them that option if I can.
5: And are you traveling just in Wisconsin or do you sometimes go out of state to shear sheep for people? So my rule of thumb was since 88
4: was the last time I left, I was in Minnesota. But since 88, i never left left the state. I said the state line's my boundary, but with Jordan out in Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I have crossed the border into Iowa now. I still s- try to stay here with Jordan Sheeran full-time. He's kind of handling it himself where instead of doing it in a day out there, two, three hundred head takes him two, three days by himself. I mean, that's his full-time job now with helping his father-in-law. And so, like I say, I have not sheared in Illinois, but Josh and Jordan both have sheared in Illinois. So they uh, have crossed the line that way, but not far over. I I say I don't have time to get the ones done in Wisconsin. If I jump to Mississippi, I'll be in Nebraska before I know it.
5: How many farms are you working with during the course of a year? And do you go to these farms multiple times during the year, or do some farms you just visit maybe once? Probably 90% of the sheep we shear, we shear
4: once a year. That's the way you get the longest fiber length. But we do have some of these people that have show flocks that we visit twice a year. They want to shear them twice a year. They don't care about the shearing bill. So they just want their sheep to look cleaner. But uh, otherwise, it's once a year. And like I say, our busy time, you know, we shear 12 months out of the year. But our busy time is November till... We always say we want it to be done by the first of June, but it never happens. I mean, the first 90-degree day, the phone don't stop ringing. And I always tell the people, it'd be nice if you thought about the shear that has to shear in 90 degree weather. But we do shear a lot in the summertime, but we choose not to if we can help it. We like to shear them before lambing.
5: And do you work with a variety of breeds or is it pretty stereotypical the type of sheep you're working with?
4: We shear anything and everything. We also shear some Angora goats and some llama apacas. The biggest herd of apaca llamas is in the dells that we shear for, and it's about 30 head there. But otherwise, it's just one or two here and there on a farm. We shear any breed. They all got to be sheared, just some shear tougher than others.
5: And what are the toughest breeds to shear for you?
4: I would say you, you take your wool breeds that shear 12 to uh, 16 pounds of wool. So you take like a Targi, Columbia, Rambolay, Merino. They're your hardest shearing ones. I mean, just because they're shearing, there's so many more fibers per square inch. I would say if I had to pick one, I'm going to say it's probably the Rambouillet. They're just uh, always a little drier. Merinos have more wrinkles, but uh, they're softer underneath and it just shears easier.
5: How different is it for you to go from shearing sheep to, say, goats and alpacas? Goats, we always
4: say they don't have a backbone. So we also use a different comb on goats, but they don't sit in our lap the way a sheep does. So we do charge, you know, usually angora goats twice the money as a sheep. Now alpacas and llamas, most of the time we shear them standing up. We just tie their head up high up by a post and shear them standing up. But once in a while with the alpacas, the smaller ones, they always like to lay down on us. So we uh, actually will set them on their butt just like a sheep and shear them that way. It takes two guys to do that, one to hang on to them and one to
5: shear. How much does it cost to shear a sheep? <laughs> do you go by the wool? Do you go by the head?
4: We charge by the head. So we do handle in the past we have handled for mid states wool growers which mid states road growers after hundred and ten years have closed the doors. Wool is not very good price right now in the open market. So we charge by the head, we handle the wool for the farmer if they want us to handle it. So we get it home in a semi load lot and we'd always ship it to Columbus, Ohio. So price wise it all depends upon how many you have, you know we kind of have a base price, but if you have five sheep, I've got to charge more for a setup charge. The year, five sheep it's gonna take me an hour where if I'm set up on a job all day long I want to be shearing 18 to 20 sheep per hour.
5: So how fast does it typically take you to get one sheep done? So,
4: like I say, if I shear, say, 15 an hour, that's four minutes. So if I'm shearing that 18 to 20, you know, it's three to four minutes, and we stop about every hour and take a break, help the farmer. You know, we usually shear till we got a bag full of wool, sew that off, help the farmer refill the pen. Some of it is, yes, we're here to make a dollar, but we have a lot of good relationships, and some farmers don't have all the help, so we are not afraid to do that. We, like I say, we have families that we have sheared for between my dad and I for 45, 50 years. Maybe 55 is the longest, I think. So we have long relationships, and that's some of it that keeps me going that you've grew up with their kids. We have a client over in Reedsburg, we're shearing for his grandkids. So we have one family in Arkdale that. Uh, We're shearing for the fourth generation. So just good friendships is what we
5: have. So are there other sheep shearers in the state that you know of, or would you consider yourself a rare breed being a sheep shearer?
4: We're kind of a rare breed, but there is other shearers. There's, I'm going to say, four to five that shear something like I do probably. I don't know of any one shearer that shears full-time like my dad sheared full-time he had a little farm at, on the side i would say we shear probably the most in wisconsin just because you know i have three boys that shear with me but like i say and we'll travel statewide so.
0: and again sheep shearing that's joe huber his dad was jerry or he is jerry huber and uh saw those guys shear and man i'm telling you what they can shear sheep i remember you ever sheared a sheep
2: i have not sheared the way they've done it no i don't i don't do sheep
0: Oh, but I did it once. They used to have uh, in Menominee, and folks that have been around a while remember this. When we used to have, uh, I think the Country Today sponsored the farm show over in Menominee at the fairgrounds. Okay, and we were always looking for different things to do, and we had a sheep shearing contest.
2: And how did you do? Uh,
0: I got the sheep sheared, but <laughs> I had to send him to the first aid tent. <laughs>
2: That's what my the, but, next question. But was uh, be. Jerry
0: Huber, George Mann from down in Augusta was a sheep shearer and had a flock of sheep. And uh, Linda, his wife, Linda Mann, a good friend of ours who worked here for many, many years, but uh, put together a sheep shearing contest. And Jerry would come up from down, as Joe said, I think they're down in the Oxford area, down in that area. And uh, I can't imagine, but I can't imagine shearing 15 sheep an hour. That's, That's a lot of, I mean, you got to have, you, you get the sheep in the right position and they just kind of lay there, set them on their tail head and uh, they just, sit there and shear, but it is an art we saw over in ireland a guy shirt a sheep and bang no time at all they just roll the sheep around and the sheep just kind of rolls with them and uh, they take it off in one fleece they don't take little strips and lay it down they they take it off in one fleece it's an art if you've never seen sheep shorn it is really really something hey rocky's gonna join us we got to get to the markets here it's five almost uh, 29 minutes before six o'clock we got to get moving
1: for those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rocky Olson joins us
0: over at Premier Livestock in Whippy. And you're in contact with your farmers all the time. And one of them texted you this morning, what did they say?
6: They said 28 degrees up in Oguma up in the north this morning. Oh, so boy. Not We're, good, like you said, late spring, dry summer, early frost.
0: So. Yeah, I know. It's clear sky out there. So, uh, But, again, hopefully it'll... Hold off for a while. Although we're not going to have a lot of clouds. Maybe uh, over the weekend. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But uh, you ever shear a sheep? Never did that, Bob. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> built
6: I'm not, a little I'm easier. I am not something yeah. that I want to do either. Well, but, it's uh, fun. <laughs> you're a little
0: bit closer to the ground than I am. So I'd have to yeah. bend over a lot to shear yeah. that one like sheep I'm a that I've gravity. Yeah, you're a little bit closer to the sheep, that's for sure. But uh, it's, it's an art. It's fun to watch those guys shear sheep because they are magician's doing it as far yeah, as i'm is, concerned really is really is well uh well you guys have a sheep sale over there don't you every once in a while you
6: betcha
0: every week every week does yep. uh travis's kid still sell it the uh, learning oh, auctioneer oh, occasionally
6: through okay. the summer yeah
0: all right good yep. well we i know we got cattle to talk about how'd that go
6: uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how the week's markets are shaping up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, yesterday, we had a large dairy cattle auction selling two complete dispersals with 345 head of dairy cattle. Uh, top Supreme Fresh Cows brought 2,200 to 2,700. Uh, many cows, 1,575 to 2,175. Your top Springing Heifers, from 1,700 all the way up to 2,300. Lesser quality and blemish cows and bred heifers, 1,550 and down. Next week, we got two uh, top High stall herds, two tie stall herds, and then we got a real fancy load, several loads, of uh, parlor freestall cows, but one stick-out load of fancy two-year-olds coming out of a 29,000-pound herd. Also, next week, Tuesday, that'll be our special feeder cattle auction, also featuring bred beef cows. Looks like that's going to be just a really, really nice feeder cattle auction for next week. Lots of advanced consignments. Uh, Here's a market recap for the week on the fed cattle. Uh, Stronger, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 157, guys, All the way up to a dollar seventy-four on the Fed Holsteins beef, up to one eighty. Market cows strong. High yielding cows from 105 to 132. Many from 85 to 104. High yielding market bulls from 109 to 133. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 125 to 176. Uh, newborn, newborn calves, guys. Make sure you know what your calves are worth. This thing's getting higher all the time. Holstein bull calves from 175 all the way up to $475 on the Holsteins. Your beef calves from 375 all the way all the way up to 675 Holstein Heifer calves up to 180 Auction reminder, November 3rd, that's going to be large farm equipment auction, so we're now taking in consignments daily. Also check out our Buy It Now option. Uh, if you get your equipment in here, we'll get it listed for private sale. If it don't sell, we'll get it on the next auction. So check that out, uh, 715-229-2500. Uh, details on PremierLivestockandAuctions.com, and Bob, that's the way it shaped up.
1: All right,
0: stay warm, Rocky. Yep, will do. Have a good day. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock. As uh, we said, he found some folks that say it's pretty cool out there. We're going to find out about that as we check our 13 First Alert weather with Mike D'Andrea. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, he got a text this morning, Rocky said, from one of his uh, guys in the Ogham area, 28 degrees. But I don't think that surprises you.
7: No, not really, when we have uh, the dry air that we had come in and, uh, yeah, no clouds to keep in the, the warmer air near the surface and no winds to mix down any warmer air. It's uh, it's chilly this morning.
0: Yeah, it really is.
7: But it's going to warm up nicely. Yeah, we're going to have quite the temperature swing today. In fact, almost by 40 degrees with more sunshine and winds out of the south later on to help push us from the upper 30s to the upper 70s. And then later tonight, a cold front comes into play. It'll bring in more clouds through the overnight, dipping to the upper 50s, and then bring us a few chances at some showers, possibly a few storms tomorrow as well, but those will stay pretty tame. Highs mostly into the upper 60s. Saturday, more sunshine, low 70s, and another day in the upper 60s for sunday then we start another warm-up on monday as temperatures climb to the mid 70s mostly sunny nearing 80 once again on tuesday and wednesday another chance at hitting 80 degrees as well staying dry up through then but right now we have a mostly clear sky and a temperature of 39 degrees in eau Claire.
0: all right a little fog out there in some spots
7: a little bit mostly in our low-lying areas but uh, yeah parts of Jackson County and um, Monroe County there in the low 30s, too. So uh, very, very chilly down that way.
0: All right. And it'll warm up nicely. Have a good one, Mike. You too, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandrea over at uh, 13 First Alert Weather.
1: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it must be getting cool. Morgan's got a insulated
0: vest on this morning, so uh, we'll see what... Uh, She's got Boyceville. Did you check the thermometer in Boyceville when you left the house this morning?
8: Well, we didn't see it start with a 3. Oh, I can say good. that. Yeah, we were uh, in the low 40s, but we weren't tipping over into the 3s yet.
0: <laughs> it won't be long. This weather keeps up. Clear skies and no breeze, that's for sure.
8: That's a pretty sky out there today. When yeah. it's nice and clear, you can see those stars pretty nicely.
0: really it is, so. it, but that, uh, that won't last long. It's almost daylight here. What's going on?
8: Well, we'll be seeing our breath before those stars at any rate, right? Well, I'd
0: rather see it than smell it. <laughs>
8: We'll bring those headlines into the 715 newsroom. Good morning. We begin in the courts, and that includes charges now for a man accused of carjacking a tennis coach's car. This was in the Milwaukee area, but prosecutors yesterday did move forward with formal charges against Marshal James Martin. Police say he threatened the tennis coach with a knife and stole his car last Friday. Investigators say Martin admitted to both pulling a knife and stealing the coach's car. Told him he was trying to look as menacing as possible. Nearer to our area, there are charges for Burnett County teen accused of shooting and killing his stepbrother. The DA in Minon yesterday filed reckless homicide charges against Ashton here of Siren. Investigators saying he shot his stepbrother in the chest earlier this month. He says he fired in self-defense after a stepbrother came after him with a baseball bat. A judge ordered here held on $50,000 cash bond. He's due back in court next month. Politically, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss is asking former members of the Wisconsin Supreme Court to review and advise how Republicans would move forward with an impeachment. Voss said on a Milwaukee radio program that he doesn't want to impeach Justice Janet protus but also doesn't want to see a constitutional showdown. Sounded like this.
9: That's the most important thing to me, is making sure we avoid any kind of a major crisis if we can. But if for some reason the Democrats are so vested in maintaining power through any means, even, you know, cheating and lying... Well, then we're going to have to look at what options in the Constitution
3: allow us to make sure that that can't happen.
8: Voss did not say who he is looking for to review and advise, but Republicans want Prone to say what's recusing from pending cases, particularly those on abortion and redistricting. Looking into some other headlines, if you're looking to get out into the woods, I don't have to tell you, archery and crossbow season opening uh, this Saturday. DNR just reminding hunters to be safe out there and then register any deer by 5 p.m. the next day. You can hunt the details down online. Just a little refresher, 715newsroom.com. And if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. But if you're not clapping, you might want to hop a flight to Utah. It turns out that's where the happy lives. Right, Trey?
1: That's according to a new study from WalletHub. The study considered 30 key metrics ranging from the depression rate and the share of adults feeling productive to income and the unemployment rate. Hawaii, Maryland, Minnesota, and New Jersey round out the top five. I'm Trey Thomas.
8: I think we're doing okay here as you say cheese in the dairy land and head back to the happiest place in the barn with Bob Boesel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5.
0: Boy, I don't know. That guy stole coaches. Car. I never had a coach that had a car worth stealing. They always brought in old rust buckets in the time. I
8: was going to say most of the coaches that I uh, know would probably say take it and bring <laughs> it back cleaner would you? <laughs> exactly. Go wash it and vacuum <laughs> it out. Clean it up. It's probably well, good for the team to do actually. well, no, that's a good project. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Put them to work. Thanks Morgan. Anytime Bob.
0: Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning on Wax.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Once again, 38 degrees, looking for 79
2: and mostly sunny today. And Jill Tammy Baldwin's after the FDA again. She absolutely is. And she is one of the leaders of a bipartisan group of senators who sent a letter to the Food and Drug Administration this week. Calling the agency out for letting non-dairy lab grown products illegally label their products with dairy terms. The senators specifically highlighted the increasing number of imitation products consisting of cell-based lab-grown imitators that use terms like milk, cheese, and yogurt. They pointed out that the current FDA regulations define dairy products as coming from lactating dairy animals, and they are calling on FDA officials to enforce their own regulations. And I totally agree with that because... It's not dairy products, Mm -mm. It's and they're taking advantage of the name.
0: And the rules are in place that you can't put dairy labels on imitation products, but the FDA doesn't enforce it. So she's, with other senators, calling them out. What kind of action? Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to her and see if she's getting an audience with the FDA
2: or whatever. And the results are in from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board elections. Elected to serve a new three-year term on the board representing District 1, Which is most of northwest and west central Wisconsin, was Andy Burnsend of Dallas in Barron County. Terms on the board are for three
0: years. And you also might recognize him as Andy Benson from the Barron County area. All right, we've almost got a quarter to six. Let's get to some markets.
1: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: We're at 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, 38 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Brittany and Baron Equity. For fed
4: cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers were 158 to 169, choice Holstein steers were 150 to 157, and unfinished steers and heifers were 149 and down. For coal cows, the top 20% sold from 107 to 116, topping at 118.50, 60% sold from 85 to 106, and the bottom 20% were 84 and down. Coal bulls sold from 116 to 122, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small
2: animal sale is this Saturday. Feel free to bring in animals Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm to look at livestock, please contact us
4: at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your
2: Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day.
1: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, it's time to head south and hear from Hot Eamon and Sparta Equity.
10: Fed cattle selling steady to stronger today, with the Highland Choice beef steers and heifers one eighty-five to one ninety-five, topping at one ninety-seven and a half. Choice and select beef steers and heifers one sixty-nine to one eighty-four. The beef and dairy cross steers one sixty-five to one eighty-five. Highland Choice Holstein steers one sixty-five to one seventy-three. Choice and select Holstein steers one forty-nine to one sixty-four. With the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers a dollar three to dollar Cow market steady. Quality beef slaughter cows up to one twenty-eight. The Highland. Dairy slaughter cows 105 to 120. The cutters in utilities 84 to 104 with the low yielding and canter cows 33 to 83 cents.
3: Happy Bull market
10: steady. Most bulls bringing 105 to 120 with the top of 122 with a thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 104 and down. Just a reminder our next sale will be Monday, September 18th, starting at 12 30 with sheep and goats, followed by hogs, calves fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hutt, aiming to Equity Labs in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well,
10: let's get over to
0: the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. So, good morning, Jerry. How you doing? We missed you yesterday at the Rural Life Day.
9: Well, I, uh, I, I wanted to go, but I had some other commitments that I had uh, um, scheduled in before that, so I guess I had to take care of that, but... Uh, well, we're talking this morning, uh, uh, chilly, 38 degrees, but very foggy this morning. So if you're driving around over here in this part of Marathon County, folks, be aware of that. So yep. be careful.
0: Maybe Florine Kurzweil will be out driving around. She's a friend of yours. I mentioned that she was there yesterday, 102 years young.
9: Yeah, well, yeah, we've known Florine for, uh, well, a long time. She's yeah. a very good friend of our family. But, no, she's not really a morning person. So uh,
0: and see, well, that's, I she's got the right to be whatever kind of person. She bought a new car. And she bought it, uh... 102 years young, she bought a new car, and she bought it on payments for five years. <laughs> That's an optimistic person, isn't it?
9: Oh, oh yeah. She's a great gal. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in central Wisconsin know her. And oh, did. absolutely. Yeah, she's uh, just, a, just a great person. But like you said, if we could all be that good at, uh, well, I'd like to be that good at my age, say yeah. nothing about 102. <laughs>
0: exactly. So it was fun to meet her.
9: Hey, what's going on? Well, we got busy marketing week uh, continuing today. Uh, but anyway, we'll update the folks about what happened here at Equity Stratford on yesterday's sale. And again, Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. On the feeder cattle portion of the auction yesterday, uh weight beef steers yesterday selling mostly from... Uh, a dollar eighty-five to two sixty-five a pound. Lighter uh, beef heifers yesterday selling mostly from um, one eighty to two forty-five. Heavier beef steers and heifers selling in a range pretty much uh, mostly from one fifty to two forty-five. Holstein feeders yesterday. Lightweight Holsteins from one fifty to one ninety-five. About all the rest of the Holsteins sold in the range from one twenty to one eighty-five. That was the feeder cattle on the market auction yesterday. Cows very strong yesterday. High holding fleshy Holstein and beef cows in yesterday's sale selling from one hundred five to one thirty. Fancy beef cows topped out yesterday at one thirty-five. Most of the cows yesterday selling between eighty-five and one hundred five. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, those are below eighty dollars. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls uh, selling from one fifteen to one twenty-five. Lighter weight bulls, one ten and back. That cattle trade continues to be very strong. Choice grading beef steers and heifers yesterday uh, from one seventy to one eighty-one. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, from one forty-seven to one sixty-five. Select Holsteins underfinished cattle one hundred and forty and below. A recap on the calf market from this week here at Stratford: Holstein bull calves very strong, uh, selling from two hundred to four hundred, topping at four seventy on Monday. Heifer calves one hundred to two hundred, also topping at two sixty on Monday. Heifer calves three hundred to beef calves three hundred to six hundred, up to six seventy five also on Monday's auction. As I said, Thursday auction this morning starts at eleven. Market auction, market cows today, along with the bulls and fed cattle, baby calves. We'll get to those about the after the lunch hour today. Do want to mention our next dairy cattle auction here in Stratford on Tuesday the nineteenth. That'll be, of course, next Tuesday. We do have a complete herd dispersal, thirty nine Holstein cows, uh, all AI breeding in that herd. monthly health, herd health check. Also coming up for you folks in the uh, beef business uh, of Wednesday, September twenty seventh. A couple weeks away yet, but a complete beef herd dispersal of 50 very fancy black Angus cows. So if you folks are in the beef business and looking for some really good black Angus, we will be selling those at Stratford on the 27th. So, Bob, with that, we'll uh, send her back to you. Enjoy the day. And like I said before, do drive careful. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if we're at 38 degrees and we're supposed to get up to
0: what? 79. Oh. That'll burn and the fog off. And, uh, again, yeah, if you're driving this morning, be careful. You're driving later in the day. Be careful lots of lots of choppers and wagons out there. Hey, we'll talk to you in the morning. You guys have a nice day. Thank you much. There he goes, Mr. Fitzgerald over there at Stratford and again. Synergy Co-op in Ridgeman bringing us our markets board of trade yesterday. Corn and beans a little higher after the USD report and uh, some still concerns about the Ukrainian grain situation. Overnight, December corn down a penny at 481. This morning it was 480. Yesterday at this time, oats up two cents overnight. 494. December wheat down four at 593. November soybeans down a penny at 1348. December meal up a dollar a ton at 39580 at the country elevators today.
2: Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corn's at 492 with soybeans at 1273. Northside Elevator, Arcadia Location, corn's at 479 with beans at 1280. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville Location, corn's at 476 with beans at 1278. On the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plum today is 466 at Baldwin
0: Mondovi and Elmwood, corn is 456, beans 1268. In Duran, the corn is 456, the beans are 1263. Fall Creek, the beans are 1263, the corn is 446. Osseo, 456 and 1273. At Elk Mound, the corn is 475, beans 1278. Sparta, 449, beans 1269. Ellsworth, 436 on the corn, 1258 on the beans. Ethanol Plans, Boyceville, corn 491. Stanley, 466. New Richmond, 461. Cheese up yesterday. Barrels 182 up a cent and a half. Blocks up four at 191. Butter up a nickel at 277 and a quarter. September class three up six 1835. October up 17 1821. November up 11 1835. December up 12 at 1837. And January down four at 1821. And again, little fog out there in some areas this morning. Uh, thicker in some areas than most. So be careful. Little burn off. We're gonna have a mostly sunny day.